Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm coming to you live February 14th on Valentine's Day. And today is about self-love. It's about treating yourself. And it's about the 10 keys to self-love. Now, I have as I'm sure many of you have, had quite a journey as it relates to truly loving myself. And to be quite honest, some days I am better at it than others. And on this day, which definitely has a lot of commercial implications and a lot of pressure as it relates to expressing your love to others, I believe it can be a day for reclamation a day to remind ourselves of who we are and what a gift this life is. And to do so, I think it's essential that we come first from a place of truly loving and appreciating ourselves. Now, for me, this looks like a variety of of self-care practices that I've implemented into my life. And this morning, for example, uh, I had a challenging morning. I actually spoke to my mom who has some some medical needs and challenges, spoke to her for over an hour, and I saw myself wanting to revert back to old soothing habits, you know, consuming, you know, foods that I found satiating, you know, thinking about other things uh, that that I uh, that I use to numb myself that I don't feel are aligned. Um, thankfully, a lot of those, Older habits have have subsided, and and mostly these days it's about food and using food for soothing. But I I quickly caught myself, and I thought, you know, when I'm focused on myself or on things I can't control, the best thing I've found to do is to focus out and to be of service. And so I put together a list of 10 things that I believe are essential in our path to fully loving ourselves and being a full expression of that which wants to live through us. The first step is self-awareness. So I think first we need to understand our strengths, our weaknesses, our values, our beliefs, and really from a place of honesty, understand who we are. I think in that place as well, it is beautiful to also reflect on the gift that is this life, the gift that is your health. If you have your health and time ahead of you, you have truly won the lottery because we are living in unprecedented times with access to the world over. Uh, If you have a reasonable amount of means, and I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you do. That is not to undermine the challenges that many of us face, but we are blessed beyond measure if we truly choose to see it that way. And I think taking a radical assessment of who we are, what we love, our vision, our values, and assessing both our strengths and weaknesses, areas in which we excel, areas in which we could potentially um, stand for some support, is a beautiful step in that journey to truly loving ourselves. The second step is self-acceptance. So to truly embrace ourself fully, including our imperfections, we have to recognize that nobody is perfect 
and that it's okay to have flaws and to approach those flaws, those, those areas of challenge, those areas where perhaps we've been out of integrity with kindness and compassion. You know, I think traditionally the notion of sin wasn't a moral uh, judgment. It was actually the areas in which we stepped outside of alignment with ourselves. And to me, I think having that self-acceptance for areas perhaps where in the past we have been out of alignment enables us to more consciously step back into a place of not only full alignment, but understanding our orientation around who we are, accepting it, basically, no matter what, the dark aspects, the light aspects. I have a, I have a, a core intention that I say to myself every morning. And one of the lines is I choose to accept myself no matter what, to accept and love myself no matter what. And I too choose to recognize the beauty in both dark and light. You know, just as there is a night and a day, there are dark aspects of this life, challenges, traumas, whatnot. And we may have caused someone else harm. We may have been caused harm by someone else. Ultimately, we need to come from a place of responsibility, not saying any of that is right, but from a place of responsibility, how can we accept what is so that we can more fully step into what is possible for us? If we are carrying around the baggage of yesterday, it's very hard to fully embrace the power and possibility of today. Number three is set boundaries. So one of the things that I has been very hard for me as someone who uh, you know identifies as, as a kind-hearted human and has previously seen kindness as, as sort of being a martyr. Like in other words, dump your crap on me, I'll take it. I'm a nice guy. you know, feel free. Uh, <laughs> I've learned the hard way that that being a dumping ground for others is not a self-loving act. And I'm working on this to this day, but one of the things that I have found is that healthy boundaries are a way to both keep love in and protect our, our energy from being sucked out energetically, physically. Uh, from f- It basically protects us from being compromised from outside sources and forces. And one of the things that I love to think about is I think in life there are energetic batteries and there are energetic black holes. And it's really important to look at an activity or a person in your life and really determine how do you feel when you're around them. And if they are black hole, in other words, someone or something that that consumes energy from you consistently, then I think it's imperative to establish healthy boundaries so that you can really be in a place of deep love and reverence for yourself. And when we do that and we say no to things that drain our energy, we say no to the things that compromise our well-being. So healthy boundaries are integral to self-love. Step four is to practice self-compassion. So what does that mean? I remember uh, in 2015, I had the honor to host His Holiness the Dalai Lama for his 80th birthday. And he talked about the wisdom of compassion that there are different types of intelligence, but that, at least in my understanding, compassion, which is, which is really the intelligence of the heart, the ability to forgive, the ability to look at things from higher ground, 
that when we are gentle with ourselves and others, and when we make mistakes and face challenges, we can treat ourselves, <coughs> excuse me, with the same kindness and understanding that you might offer a friend or a loved one in the same situation. I think a lot of us, including myself, have a history of being hard on ourselves. And when we practice compassion, we're, we're really taking a step back or a step up and viewing things through a new lens. And from that place, we can really and truly um, develop a, a loving lens through which to view the world. And I think that this is really, really important for this process of self-love is this habit and muscle that we train around building self-compassion. Integral to this is step five, which is forgiveness. So to fully move forward and step into each new day, we have to forgive ourselves of our past mistakes and let go of guilt and regret. Holding on to negative emotions hinders our ability to move forward and to grow. And this has been a really challenging one for me because I'm very good at holding on to things. And what I've realized over time is, you know, that that is only a poison that hurts me because in spite of others hurting me or doing hurtful things, the more I hold on to it, the more that I that I relive and drain myself energetically, the more that that memory becomes a black hole in my life. And so to give the gift of forgiveness is to liberate yourself. And I think about, for example, Nelson Mandela, one of my great heroes, and how at 80 years old he was able to forgive those who had imprisoned him. And, you know, he couldn't even bury his own son. He faced atrocious conditions. And yet he truly authentically forgave in his heart. And what was possible as a result? An entire nation was reborn and a world was inspired because he had the courage to forgive. And so I think all of us have the opportunity in our own lives to find a place of forgiveness and to step into it. And from that place, I think, lies the world of possibility. So how can we forgive others? How can we forgive ourselves? And... You know, all of us have things in our lives that hurt, but how can we move past those things such that we are born anew? And, you know, it doesn't make the things that have happened to us right, but it is our responsibility to let them go such that we can create new opportunities and create space for new possibilities to emerge in our life. And the more that we are holding on with this, to the traumas of the past, the more that we prevent the beautiful opportunities and the love that wants to live in and through us from fully being expressed. Number six, self-care. So one of the things that I've realized, uh, and one of the things I'm about to practice right after this podcast is I am about to go do yoga and work out, get some sunshine. These are integral aspects of my self-care practice. So how do you prioritize your physical, emotional, and mental well-being? Um, you do that by engaging in activities that 
nourish your mod, your body, your, excuse me, your body, your mind, and your spirit, your 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 soul. Um, and whether that's exercise, whether that's meditation, whether that's spending time with loved ones, laughing with people whose company you adore, uh, pursuing hobbies, you know, getting up in the morning and, and getting that sunshine in and saying thank you. Whatever it is that nourishes you, know those activities and return to them daily. I have let go of a lot of things in my life that I don't really feel serve me, one of which was, for example, alcohol. And I've embraced things like daily meditation, daily journaling, daily prayer. And they really remind me of who I am and what I'm committed to being in this world. And they are the muscle that helps me build this, this context of self-love and possibility. So I encourage you to return to your self-care practices with frequency. And anytime you find yourself off track, the best way to get back on track is through these self-care practices. For me, it's yoga. It's taking a walk on the beach, getting in nature, hikes, getting sunshine, returning to breath, returning to meditation, calling someone who cares and loves about cares for me and loves me. Um, it's connection, human connection and connection to the natural world. Very, very simple things. Uh, and they remind me of who I am and, and that I'm loved. And at times, just like anyone else, I feel like there's really no one out there. And I, I go through moments of loneliness or I don't want to burden anyone with my thoughts, but you know, our true people are the ones that are there for us in the in the hard times and the dark moments and they will be there for us when we need them and we build deeper relationships through the intimacy of that kind of of sharing through that vulnerable sharing and being for them when they have their moments of vulnerable sharing so you know relationships are the single greatest corollary to our long-term health and help happiness so definitely invest in in, in self-care and invest in the relationships that, that bring you to life. Number seven, celebrate your achievements. I don't think we do this enough. We, ha- we are such a doing-oriented culture. I think another aspect of, of self-love is, is moving more into our beingness. I think more of the feminine quality of, of, of being and being our essence, our life-giving essence. Um, but we also get to acknowledge where we've we've had a win and you know celebrate your accomplishments celebrate your milestones and your successes along the way you know create little rituals or little rewards that acknowledge that you've made progress i mean if you're alive today and listening to this i can't imagine how many things you have overcome in your life and we get to celebrate that and you get to celebrate that so think through all of the challenges that you've surmounted, all of the, you know, the hard days, the hard moments, and know that you are resilient. And also celebrate all the achievements, you know, the graduations, the the transcending challenges, the you know, the the, the obstacles that you've overcome. Uh, it's it's really important to acknowledge what we are capable of. Uh, because I think in that we we build the muscle of remembrance. Uh, number eight is gratitude. So cultivate an attitude of gratitude by focusing on the positive things that are happening in your life. And appreciate yourself and the blessings that you do have. It's also the key to abundance, right? 
I think too often we're, we're trained to focus on what we don't have, what we want, what we yearn for in life. And yet, you know, if you're living today, you are likely more abundant and have a better life circumstances than a king two or 300 years ago. Um, you are, you have access to shelter, to clean water to drink, to um, uh, abundant abilities to connect with with loved ones, to gen- engender new relationships with, with new loved ones. Um, you know, if you have clean water, food to eat, and shelter, you are wealthy. And so I think we need to remind ourselves on a daily basis to be grateful for all the things, all the joys, all the opportunities that have been presented to us through the course of this life, and to truly step into gratitude around what that has meant for us and how each day is a gift. And if you are alive and above ground, you are you have won the lottery. Uh, so let's be grateful for and remind ourselves of all the things that are abundant in our life that the earth gives us to enable us to continue on this journey and and be in gratitude for it. Uh, number nine is authenticity. So how can you be true to yourself and honor your own needs, desires, and values? Um, I think this is a really important one. What, what, is, what is authentic to us? What do we genuinely want in this life? Not what we're totally should have to be a multimillionaire or a billionaire or to look a certain way or, you know, and by the way, if those are your authentic happiness, pursue it. But don't take someone else's default happiness as yours. Uh, Know really what your true north is and be authentic to your own needs and desires and values and avoid comparing yourself to the to others, which I think is really really hard in this in this uh, social media obsessed world where we are constantly inundated with everyone else's highlight reel. Uh, let's remind ourselves that our life is ours alone, and not to compare our day to day with someone else's highlight reel. And you know, I think knowing what our true north is and continually striving to be the best version of ourselves, to get incrementally better, 1% better every day, uh, is is really the path to happiness. And better by your own measure, not by anyone else's, right? Maybe better means, you know, I said I'm going to wake up earlier and I, I'm being my word and I woke up earlier. And, and yesterday I didn't do that. So today is a win, you know? Maybe, maybe it means... I said I would reach out to three friends today, tell them I love them, and I did that, you know. Um, That's a win. That's being authentic to yourself and your true north. Number 10 is to seek support. So I think it's really important to surround yourself with supportive people that uplift and encourage you. And if you need it, there's no shame in reaching out to a therapist. I've recently reached out to and, and established a relationship again with the beautiful therapist. He's actually in Brazil and he's someone that meets me, I think both on a spiritual plane as well as an intellectual plane. And our conversations, I always walk out feeling better. It's like a, it's like a psychological back massage, you know, it's uh, it's incredible. And I think whatever those psychological supports are for you, um, find them. You know, because human connection is so important and we are in a pandemic of loneliness. And, you know, 
the way to get out of that is to find and build authentic and deep relationships. Doesn't have to be with a ton of, by the way, can be with one person, can be with two people. Um, you know, how do you find your people and, and who are those people? Those people also can be, if you need be, you know, people you hire, coaches, therapists, what have you, but whatever it is, find people you can have a deep and meaningful connection with. And, you know, there's abundance of opportunity. There's so many people yearning for, for that level of true connection. So make it a priority to, to build those kinds of relationships in your life. I think it's also, you know, important to recognize that, that loving yourself is an ongoing journey. And we all have ups and downs uh, throughout the course of life, frankly, throughout the course of a day. Um, and so it's important, to, I think, to be patient with ourselves and to navigate through life's challenges with, with consciousness and with self-love and with the ability to pause and take a breath and to return in moments of weakness or in moments where we forget to the, the practices and the people that remind us of who we truly are. So I'm sending you guys a lot of love today. I hope this was helpful. Uh, if it was, please share it with a friend you think that would benefit from this message. Uh, please uh, leave a rating and review. It means the world to me if you enjoyed it. And I'm just sending you guys so much love. I think the other piece, which wasn't in the top 10, is, is focus out. You know, Find people who are in a more challenging place than you are. And be of service, you know, in whatever that looks like, you know, even me before this podcast, I was spinning out on, on worrying about my mom. And I was like, you know what? Of course, you know, I spent an hour with her attending and, and trying to support her directly. And then now it was, it was still in my psyche. So I was like, let me just create a podcast and try to add value to people. Um, and what are the things that I'm working through and, and, and the tools that have been helpful for me? And and let me share that. And by the way, it doesn't have to look perfect, you know. I sneezed in this episode, you know, I, I misstepped over a few words. I could be highly critical of that, but instead I'd rather just say, you know what, there was also so much value that that hopefully is is offered and that reminds people of what they already know and what they truly know, or there might be a step that that people forgot and they're like, oh, you know what, I go back to my morning practices, you know, I'm gonna go back to my gratitude. Whatever whatever it is. You know, recognize that it's progress over perfection, my friends. And so I'm sending you so much love. I hope this is a day where you remember how magical and beautiful you are. Uh, know that you are loved. Know that you are love. And uh, until next time, my friends, I'll talk to you soon.